Welcome back to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Michelle McGuire on the line from Bossy Girl Media, and she's talking to us all about Facebook and how to use Facebook successfully to build our coaching business. So I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, the one-stop shop software for managing your coaching business completely online. Now, Life Coach Office is perfectly suited to the single coach coaching business. Think of yourself, if you think of yourself as a boutique coach with a handful of clients that you manage uh, one-on-one, and maybe you have a couple of online classes uh, as well, Life Coach Office will be perfect for your coaching business. Your clients can log in, you can log in, you can store your resource library, you can store all of your online classes, you can track all your notes from your coaching sessions, and everything is neatly in one place. We've got really fabulous um, competitive pricing. So check it out, lifecoachoffice.com. You can try it for free. You don't need a credit card or anything. All you need is an email address and you get access to the full system for a full seven days. So you'll know whether or not Life Coach Office is the right system for your coaching business. Check it out today at lifecoachoffice.com. I know many of you have been looking forward to this episode because it's all about Facebook and how to use Facebook successfully in your coaching business. My guest today is a lady I met at a networking event here in the Sunshine Coast in Australia, and she gave an absolutely phenomenal talk on social media and just blew me away with her down-to-earth style and her expertise. She basically helps um, gorgeous entrepreneurial girls with their social media by through consulting, training, and done-for-you services. So she knows what she's talking about, and um, she just helps communicate it in a really clear way, which I think you'll find in this episode. Uh, We're going to be talking all about Facebook, and I hope you get a lot out of it and enjoy the show. Hello, Michelle, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited that you have come into my life when you did because Facebook seems to be a very hot topic and it's a very hot topic in my own Facebook group. Everybody's really keen to learn more and you just seem like the perfect down-to-earth expert to, to sort of share your wisdom and knowledge with us in a way that we can actually understand and use in our coaching businesses. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. <laughs> Absolutely, my pleasure. Hopefully I can sort some things out for you and yours. I know you will. Okay, so let's just jump straight into it, and let's just set the scene a little bit um, with your view on why Facebook is a good social media tool for coaches, because there are so many choices out there. Um, Why Facebook? Okay, yes. Um, The social media world in general can be a little bit overwhelming. It's a bit like starting a new diet. There's just way too much information. However, Facebook is and probably always will be the best platform, generally speaking, because they still have the biggest audience by far. I mean, we're, we're up getting towards 6 billion people now on Facebook. So your audience is definitely out there in Facebook land. There's absolutely no question about that. So, you know, the stats don't lie. Um, whether you like other platforms or not is irrelevant. You should do what you love. But Facebook is just something that should be in everybody's um, portfolio of what they're doing on social media for sure. 
Okay, so you can really tap into your tribe or your 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 niche area, even if it's pretty specific. Oh, there yeah. Are so many people. Okay. Yeah, and as we know, Facebook knows way too much about all of us, so they're very very good at targeting. So yes, whatever you need to find, your audience is definitely there on Facebook somewhere. Okay. Okay. I think that's a compelling why. Mm-hmm. So. Another big question that is always coming up is people are getting really confused between what's my personal page, what's a business page, and then what's a group, and how do you use those together, and do you need all of them? Can you shed some light on that space for us? Yeah, absolutely. It can be totally confusing because uh, lots of people ask me the question about, well, I've got my personal profile, but I don't want any of my business to intrude on that. I want it totally separate. Um, and they are totally separate. So you have to have all of them pretty much. So the way it works is you have to join with your personal profile, which most of us already have, um, and that's all your personal stuff. But your profile, if you think of it like the filing cabinet, for want of a better analogy, is your personal profile. And then your business page is like a file in that filing cabinet. So you want your business page because you're not allowed, you're not supposed to, according to the Facebook terms, have any business posts on your personal page. <clears throat> pardon me, on your personal page. So you should have a business page to put all your business postings on. However, what a lot of us have also noticed, of course, is that the engagement on a business page is pretty woeful these days because Facebook is, of course, pushing you to boost all your posts and pay to be on Facebook, essentially. So the third part of that scenario is a Facebook group, which is really what I want to talk a lot about today. It's definitely something that we all need to be heading for. So a group is tied to your Facebook business page And if you think of, if we go back to the analogy of a filing cabinet, you've got your personal profile, which is the filing cabinet, your business page, which is like a folder in your filing cabinet, and your group is the specific pages in that file where you'll get exactly what you need. So the exact information and in our terms, the exact engagement that you need. So hopefully that might clarify a little bit for some people. I'm just writing down cabinet, folder, file. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's going to help me. (laughs) Okay, so... um, do we, how, how would it, like if, you're, if you have a coaching business and let's say, yeah, okay, I've got a personal profile page, I've got a business page, and maybe they have a group, maybe they don't. Can you talk a little bit about how we can make those work together and where it's good to spend time? And- Absolutely. So if you don't have a business page, get yourself one. Um, it's not where you're going to get most of your engagement. However, it is a very good feeder for your Facebook group. Um, And if you don't have a group, it's something I really want to talk to you about today. I think that everybody should have a Facebook group because, especially for coaches actually, because more than just about in any other business, it's so important for a coach. You know, people aren't going to hire you if they don't know and like and trust you, which is what marketing is all about. But for coaches in particular, I really just think it's so important that people know that they're going to gel with you pretty much before they go to book you or ask for more information. So a group's going to give you that opportunity to really dig into, you know, what your potential dream clients are looking for. What are their issues? What do they need help with? Um, And it's going to give you a lot of ideas for programs and products and that type of thing. It's very, very valuable direct feedback that you probably won't get from your Facebook business page because the business page is still... You know, you might have a you might have ten thousand followers, for example, but Facebook, in their wisdom, because God love their algorithm, um, they decide who sees what, as we all know. And did you know? A lot of people don't know this. Less than two percent of your followers at any given time will actually see that post on your business page. So you've spent all this time building up your huge following, 
only to wonder why on earth is my engagement dropping? Why am I getting two comments and one share or nothing? Crickets, even worse. You know, you post a lot of stuff that you put your heart and soul into and you get nothing in return. Mm. And that's due to the Facebook algorithm and the fact that, as I mentioned before, they really want you to be paying to boost a lot of your posts. And it might not be much money each time, but it certainly adds up. Um, Do you think that actually making that investment is, is a good idea? I do, but it depends what you use it for. I use it for boosting my numbers in my group. So it depends because to me, the group is the more valuable uh, part of that equation. That's where you've got your audience. Uh, it's a bit like a captive audience because the way it works in a group is every post you make is notified to every single member of your group. So if you've got 2,000 people in your group and you make a post, all 2,000 people are notified. They may not all come and look at it, but at least they've all been notified. Whereas if you compare that to your page where you might have 10,000 followers, and only, you know, 500 of them are going to see that post, I know where I'd be spending my money. So yeah. if you were going to be, honestly, I don't, I think that you can get a lot of this stuff done these days without paying to boost anything at all. I'm not a fan of paying Facebook to do much in the way of anything at all. Um, so you can actually build quite successful businesses without spending any money and using all organic traffic, which you'll get a lot more off from a group than you will from your page. But I still think you need both because the page feeds the group. Okay. Can you talk, before we move on to groups, can you talk a little bit about how you make your business page, your, your business page for your coaching business, be a feeder for your group? So um, because you know now that not that many people see your post, you can be a little bit more repetitive for starters. So don't be too scared to say, oh, well, you know, I've already posted something about my brand new group this week. I better not say anything till next week. If you know now that only... 2% of your crowd are going to see that post, you want to do it repetitively. So maybe if you're doing posting once, say twice a day, you could actually make every second day, you can say something about, hey, come and join this brand new group or um, just weave the group into what you're posting about. Um, I tie a lot of things in. I might post an inspirational quote, for example, but if it's something to do with friendship or lifting people up or positivity, then of course I'll tie that in and say, hey, if this is more of what you'd like, you can find it in our group. So you just keep pulling people across from your page into your group because the page is nice and you get followers, but the group is better because they become a captive audience. So just keep using it to pull people across to your group. Great. And how, uh, I mean, I'm listening to you and thinking, oh, posting two times on my a day on my business page. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky to do twice a week. What is yeah. there a, a good rule of thumb that coaches should should use for how much they should post on their page? Well, I think it depends on the size of your following, actually. So if you've got less than, say, 2,000 followers, you, you're really only looking at once a day. So don't panic and go, oh, my God, I'm going to spend all my time on social media. Once you get past the sort of 1,000, 2,000 mark, then up it to maybe two times a day. Um, but what I normally do is if I post twice a day, I'll usually post something of mine, so maybe an inspirational quote or a little story or whatever, and then I'll post something of someone else's because that's the other thing that makes people more engaged is don't just make it all about you. Show them that you're a good social citizen and you follow other coaches that you admire or other personal development people that you admire or even just whatever you're reading right now. You know, I'll put off, often put on, okay, what's on your reading list? This is what I'm reading right now. Just engaging stuff that isn't necessarily directly yours. So sharing other people's content is always a good way to go. So that eases the burden of, oh my gosh, I've got to create all this content. You don't really, you just have to curate other people's content a lot of the time too. Great. That's probably given everybody a big sigh of relief. So I think it does because other people panic and go, oh, I can't, I've got no time. I can't do this. And so can you just recap that? So if you're under 2,000 uh, uh, member, 
what is it called? Likes on your page. Then yeah. you can post. Did you say once? Probably only once a day. Yeah. Once you don't want to, you don't want to overload people when you've only got a smaller crowd. So okay. once you get past sort of a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, then you could up it to twice a day. Definitely. Times two per day. Having yeah, said that, if you're someone who already posts twice a day, don't panic. You're not going to turn people off, but yeah. just to take the pressure off. Because okay. yeah. yeah, if only the two percent's looking at it, then you can probably post ten times a day. It doesn't matter. And that's the thing. Once you know that, it kind of takes the pressure off because you go, oh well, okay, only two percent of people are seeing this, so. Jesus, anyway. I know. Okay. Is there anything else that yeah you know that's that before we leave talking about pages and switch over to groups? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that um, is really crucial to have on your business page? Uh, well, I think it's crucial for everywhere. So groups and pages these days is just video content in general. Um, okay. It's it's massive. I mean, even with accounting for the low um, amount of times Facebook is going to show that post to anybody, if it's a video post even on your business page, it will get so much more engagement, probably six or seven times the amount. Um, a good example is I do a um, video every Tuesday and I always, um, I post it in my group, but I always share it across to the page. And even on the page, which usually gets quite low uh, engagement, it will get six or seven times the engagement of a regular post that's just got a picture or a story attached to it. Mm-hmm. So you definitely want to be doing some sort of video content um, and don't freak out, everybody, because I know I can feel people going, oh my God, she wants me to do video. <laughs> and we'll get to more of that. To that, we'll dig into it. But yes, it, as a rule, video content is king and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, it's only going to ramp up even more. So it's not a luxury anymore. You can't be thinking, oh, I can probably get away without doing video. The, the time is fast approaching where you really can't say that anymore. So you really do need to be putting some sort of video content on a regular basis. And it doesn't have to be every post, obviously. But, you know, a few times a week, once or twice a week, put some video content on there and you'll see it for yourself how much more engaging um, that content is. And I remember when I, when I saw you speak, uh, it must have been maybe two or three weeks ago now, um, you said that you never post anything that's just text. You always have a picture. Always, yes. I mean, those days are long gone. I know when Twitter, for example, first started out, it was all just text. It was like a big news feed. And even Facebook used to have quite a lot of that. But those days are long gone where you should be posting anything that's text only. That's number one rule for any kind of social media. Always have a a visual element um, because it'll it'll just get lost in people's news feeds. I mean, you know, that's why Facebook have their algorithm because they... If you think about it, they couldn't possibly post everything in your newsfeed of every person that you follow. You would never, ever get through your newsfeed. So I totally understand why they do it. But you have to think like that. What's going to help this stand out in, in that person's newsfeed? And visual content, obviously, is the way to go. Yeah. And what about the, the actual banner that, that's at the top of your, your business page? Is that important these days? It is, yes. Um, so what I see a lot of is that people cram too much, try and put a lot of text into that which is not a great way to go. If you've got a great tagline, maybe put that in there or your business name. Um, But in general, don't try and put too much text. Make that a really stunning visual element. And actually speaking of video, Facebook will now let you have video cover images or cover videos. So that's a great place to put video and it could be a good place to get your feet wet with video because you only have to do it once and then it just lives up on your cover image. Um, So... And that's as easy as uploading a picture or changing your image. You just, when you go in, the options will give you an option for video. All right. So, so do you put one of you talking about your business or what? Yeah. What, and it yeah. doesn't play the sound unless people click into it. So okay. it's just something they look at, but it just gives them more of a feel for you. So it's a bit like a very short, I think it needs to be between 30 seconds and 90 seconds long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just loops. So whatever you put on there and it, 
if you think of it in terms of it doesn't actually have to be a full-on video, you can create a video using uh, still images. So if you've got a bunch of images that really speak a lot about the feeling of your business or, you know, they'll give people an idea, you can actually put those into a video. It doesn't have to be you talking. Okay, so it could be a slideshow too. Absolutely, yeah. But it's just another more engaging thing to do with your cover area, which is important real estate. So okay. something to think about. And what about any, any sort of opt-ins or l- linking with your groups from your, from your business page? Anything like that really? Yeah, well, there's, speaking of important real estate, the most important real estate on your Facebook business page is that call to action button, which lives just at the bottom of your cover image area. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have contact us on there, which I think is a complete waste of time. If you are having a Facebook group and you want to use that wisely, that would be the place to use, say, join us. And then when you go into format that button, you tell it, you know, this is the web address for my Facebook group. And so people have a quick option to join your group straight from your business page. So it's another way to pull people across. Great. So I always tell people to be really careful what you use that button for because you don't get many chances to grab people and that's one of them. Okay, that's really great. Okay, anything else you want to say that's uh, sort of a a must-have or some important information for a coach to think about for their business page before we move on to groups? I think as much as possible you want to be um, pulling people across to collect email addresses because it's another thing that ties in really well with Facebook and I'm sure everyone's doing it, but just in case they're not, if you aren't already building an email list, get on it right away. And Facebook's a great feeder for email lists and it can come from your business page as well as your group. So create something, some valuable document that people might want, um, a planner, a document, whatever, and you know, be gathering email addresses all the time. And you can, you can have that. You could actually use your call to action button for that. Um, You can have it in your about section on your business page. You can mention it in quite a few ways and then, of course, do some posts on it occasionally. But uh, another thing people don't know about is maybe the pinned post. So you can create a pinned post that just lives at the top of your page all the time. So you might want to create the post about downloading this free document that you've created that adds some value and then pin it to the top of your business page. So it's the first thing people see no matter when they come in. So it doesn't disappear chronologically like all your other posts. That's a great idea. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have, of course I have my opt-in, you know, for my website. But yeah, I, and it should be seen totally on your business first. page. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Okay, excellent, Michelle. Are we ready? Are you ready to move on to groups? Sure am, yep. Okay, so let's, let's get into groups and why, first of all, like, what is a group for people who don't know what it is and why is this so important for coaching businesses? Okay. Groups are important, I think, for every business. But as I said before, particularly for coaching businesses, because coaching is such a personal interaction with your clients. They have to know, like, and trust you before they'll even think about working with you, perhaps more so than in any other business I can think of. So groups are perfect for this because a group is an opt-in in and of itself. People have to ask to join your group rather than just click a follow button on your business page. So um, you can target your group in the description of your group you can talk about basically who your ideal clients are. So this group is aimed at women over 35 who've been made redundant, for example, might be your group. You know, whatever your dream client's going to be, that's where you want to put in the information part of your group where it talks about your group for people who are sort of shopping for groups. You want to grab them with, you know, this is who's going to be in my group, this is what we're going to talk about, this is how we're going to help each other. Mm-hmm. So obviously when you're setting up the about part of your group, you don't want to be too salesy, but you just want to draw people in with um, 
this is the kind of support you're going to get by joining this group and this is what you'll get out of it. This is how we can help each other. Um, obviously, you know, your purpose for the group is to bring in new potential clients and then turn them into clients through being part of your group. Um, so that's the main focus is for you. It's creating a captive audience of uh, people that you can ask questions of, you can get feedback from, you can, you know, convert into clients. If you're looking at creating any uh, information products or courses down the track, it's a great way to find out what people are looking for in those terms. So yeah, a group is so, so useful. Okay. So there might be some people who already have groups going mm -hmm. uh, that are listening and there also might be some who haven't started at all. So for those who haven't started yet, could you maybe give us some, some idea on how you even start and set up a group and any rules or, or things that you need to have in place to sort of, um, I don't know, help everyone play nicely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really simple to set up. You can actually do it from your business page. Um, you'll see an area sort of towards the middle of the page where it actually talks about groups and it's the little button that says create group. It's that simple. So you click on that, fill in all the sections. Um, one thing I would probably suggest is most people would be a member of some groups already. Go into the groups that you're already a member of and have a look at their about section and read through the terms and stuff on their group and just see what appeals to you. And, you know, let's not reinvent the wheel here. Just if you, if there's a particular thing that you like from someone else's group, you can borrow that. So they might have a, part in their about section which talks about their rules in terms of you know no spam no direct selling no this no that so if you see that on another group just incorporate what you like from other people's groups it's fine to do that no one has a problem with it because all you're doing is setting up you know how, how do I want to run this group so have a look at what other people are doing see what you like and then just write your about section in those terms so you want to say this is who this is aimed at this is what we're going to do here and this is how we are so um you know, we're all about helping and supporting each other. Please remain positive. Um, tell us about your, your, whatever your challenges you're working with, whatever it is that you want to set up. That's your opportunity to do it. But it's a really simple process. It's literally just answering a bunch of questions, uploading a cover image, and then you're set to go. Okay. Literally takes five minutes. So it's a very easy thing to do. It's, yeah, it's super easy. Okay. And then once you've got your group going, then what happened? What's next? Okay. First thing is obviously you have to, when you set up, have at least one person in your group. So maybe talk to a friend first and say, hey, I'm going to nominate you as the first member of my group. Make sure that's okay with them. Uh, that's the only requirement for setting up a group is that you have to have at least one person in it um, besides you. So after that, of course, you would go back to your business page and the first post you would do would be an announcement. We have this brand spanking new group. Come and join us. This is what we're about. And you would share it to your personal page. You would ask your friends to share it. You would invite anyone that you think suitable. And it might just be your friends in the beginning, honestly, and they might weed themselves out after a while. But you just want to get the group going because the way Facebook works, again, with their lovely algorithm, they have a feature called suggested groups, which is eventually how you're going to get a lot of new members. But to get on the suggested groups feature, you want to be seen to be an engaging group. So if you're growing quite quickly in the first few days by doing all of this inviting friends and whatnot, you'll start to appear on that featured groups area when other people are looking through Facebook and, you know, just reading the news feeds and whatever. Um, and that's how you'll get a lot of new members. It's, it's always quite surprising to wake up in the morning and have new requests sitting there from people on the other side of the world and you think, mm -hmm. wow, how did they find me? Mm -hmm. And it's usually through that, that feature of uh, recommended groups. So the more engaged you can be in the beginning as in growing with new members, Facebook goes, aha, this must be a really useful group. We're going to promote that for them. And it's totally unpaid, which is always nice. So it's a good organic way to grow your group. 
Yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, while we're talking about that, you know, you do wake up and get all these requests to join your group. It's something I've I've got in mind. Mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of them I recognize from you know my email list and things. Yeah. Um, and some I yeah, and some I'm like, where did these people come from? And so you know, as a as the facilitator, I often will look on their like hover over their profile, mm -hmm. and see what other groups they all belong to, and I just want to make sure they're legit and they're a coach yeah <laughs> actually yeah. into my you know into what we're talking about um, mm -hmm. do you do any sort of checking or uh, before you actually let somebody into your group is it, are there do you have any suggestions around yeah absolutely the easiest way is that there's a feature when you're setting up your group of having the option of asking some questions on the way in you can have up to three questions so this is a good opportunity for you to just weed out people a little bit if you like um, so for my group for example I usually ask um, you know, what kind of business do you have? Um, what do you hope to get out of this group? And what do you hope to contribute to this group? Just so I can get a feel of why they're joining. Mm -hmm. um, so that's always a useful feature is to have those questions. Look, people won't always answer them. And it's your choice whether you approve them in that case or not. But I often do what you do. I just go check out their personal profile and try and get a feel for who they are. Yeah. Um, and sometimes yeah. I'll, if they're really sort of suspicious looking, I'll email them or I'll message them. And if they don't yeah. message me back, then it's you like... Just, don't exactly and that's the lovely thing about a group you have utter, uh, absolute control over who comes into your group so you can build it how you like um, there's yeah. you know nobody can tell you not to do that so the questions are really useful in that sense just to give you an idea who it is and why they're joining just to give you a feel for how that group's sort of progressing mm -hmm. okay so let's get into this one I've had one of my groups for almost four years now and it took me a while to actually understand how to be a good facilitator yeah a welcoming one, you know, that promotes discussion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It'll be easy, but man, it, it was tricky. I think you seem to be naturally gifted in this space. Can you um, give us some tips? At, you know, how do you conduct a group once you've got all these interested parties and members, you know, in, involved? Yeah. What, what do you do? How do you make it exciting and worth their time and worth your time? Okay, it's probably easy for me because I think I'm naturally a, some people would be diplomatic and call it curious, some people would call it nosy, either way, that's why it works for me. But yes, um, there are a couple of things I always make sure I do. So when you're getting new members, um, I, it depends how many new members you're getting. In the beginning, I'll go in every day and check if there's new members and I'll make a special post that welcomes them to the group. I tag them in the post so they know that they're in there. I ask everyone else in the group to welcome them and my group's lovely. They do welcome new people really nicely. And that's number one, so that they feel like, oh, wow, they've noticed. They didn't just approve me and I'm not just a number. So make sure that you welcome them. When your group gets a bit bigger and it might be too time-consuming, just check every day, write the names down, and once a week do a welcome post, maybe make it Welcome Wednesday or something, you know, have a bit of a theme. Um, but number one, yes, make sure you give them a welcome post on the way in so that they've been recognised um, and, and ask them a question. And that's the other thing I do a lot is just, Every, every post, no matter what I'm putting, whether it's an inspirational quote or whatever, I usually try and ask a question somehow, um, even if it's just a, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I hope it's something exciting. Just always thinking, if I was sitting down having a cup of coffee with this person, if this group was my friend, what would we be talking about? So, you know, it's like any, building any relationship. Ask a lot about them first and then offer a little bit about yourself. So if I say, hey, what's everyone up to this weekend? I hope you're doing something fun. I'll, I'll just say, oh, I'm doing this, you know, and people always respond. You won't get everyone in the group responding, but you'll get enough to keep the engagement going. If you ask a question. Okay. Yeah. And do the questions need to be business related? Do they no. need to be related no. to the group content? What's the, no. what's the, the split there? 
Um, 80-20 is the rule. So 80% of what you're posting needs to be really nothing to do with business. It's about other interests they might have. So if you know who your dream customers are really well, if you've done your homework on that, which we, sh we all should have, then you'll know that they might also be interested in family or they have teenage kids or they're whatever it is. So you post a lot of stuff related to that. And then the other 20% of the time, that's when you want to be talking about any offers that you've got or coaching packages or, you know, whatever you're promoting at the time. Okay. Well, what about, um, let's say, I mean, you, your group is, is um, I guess it's marketing related. It's for, it's for business, it's for entrepreneurs, yeah. female entrepreneurs. Um, do you, do you ask questions that are related to, to business or do you ask specifically social things, you know, it, it, like how are you, how are you, what are you doing on the weekend? Or yeah. do you say, you know, what, have you done a Facebook live yet? Or, you know, yeah, well, both, a mixture of both. But one thing, um, and this is something we're just about to run in the group, and it's a great way to do several things at once. Um, I'm just about to run a five-day free challenge. And this is something you really want to be doing periodically in your groups is running challenges of some description. So for mine, as you said, it is marketing related. Um, so something a lot of people are scared of a video. So we're running a five-day challenge with video because number, number one, it gives me something to promote across all of my other social channels to build the group in the lead up to that. So I'm putting lots and lots of posts out there on Twitter and on uh, Instagram and all over the place saying, you know, if, if video is something you're scared of, hey, come and join this group. We're about to start a five-day challenge. So it gives you a really good opportunity to promote the heck out of your group for a very specific reason. And people love a free challenge. And if it's something they're interested in, like video, or if, if it's your clients, if there's a particular challenge that you see coming up a lot, you know, if you work with families, for example, you could run a challenge around, you know, dealing with teenage kids or whatever it is. I mean, you can mm -hmm. come up with your own, but challenges are just such a good way to go to build the numbers in your group quickly and to really, really strongly engage the people that already are in your group. Yeah. And I know for, I mean, cause I've joined your group and um, it's really easy to promote your group to my, you know, to my network because I'm like, Oh, well, you know, my, my friend Michelle's doing this really cool challenge. You just send them a link and yeah, yeah I don't want to share because it's just, yeah, really easy. Challenges are just such a good thing for so many reasons. Like I said, it's a great promotional tool, but it's in terms of engagement, it's priceless. I mean, you're going to really get to know those people over that five days or however long your challenge is. The people who are participating, you'll really dig into things with them. Mm -hmm. And it'll give you a lot more great information about what other things they might be working on or what other information they might need. So all the while, you're gathering really good information about, okay, what other programs can I develop if I don't already have it? Um, you know, you'll get lots of great ideas as you go through the challenge. So Yes, it's a little bit labor-intensive for you during the build-up and during those five days, but it's so valuable what you get back. So I was going to ask, how hard is it to actually coordinate and deliver a challenge? Um, it's not massively difficult. It's really up to you. If you think it's going to be difficult, it will be. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty laid back about this stuff. Like I, um, you know, obviously because mine's a Facebook Live challenge, I'm not doing a lot of uh, content building before that because my my posting is going to be live every day for those five days to put the challenge out there and talk about the day's topic. But it's not massively difficult. Really, if you just think of it in terms of whatever your challenge is, you're already going to know your, your uh, content around that. You've probably already got content either on your blog or somewhere else. So just repurpose. I mean, if you've got a great blog that you have on your website, for example, and it's, um, you've made a few posts related to what this challenge might be that you're going to run, you know, you've already got some content there. So start building your posts early so you're not trying to do them all at the last minute. Mm. Um, I would recommend, again, that everyone 
involves video quite a lot for challenges, like just to make the announcement of what today's challenge is, even if it's a two-minute video, doesn't matter. It's going to get people's attention. It's far more engaging. Um, but it's not a huge amount of work because even in a big group, you'll probably only get, you know, 20 to 30 people participate at any one time. So it's not, you're not dealing with hundreds of people. So, but do keep in mind, of course, that during those five days or however long your challenge is, yeah, it'll be a bit more labour intensive because you're going to be going through everybody's entry or submission for the day and you want to give them decent feedback. So yes, there's a bit of work up front, but my view on it is that it's just priceless, priceless information that you're getting back and feedback from your own clients or potential clients that you just couldn't get any other way. So Okay, so really it sounds like you're 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 spending your time promoting it just to get people into the challenge. Mm -hmm. And then you've got whatever content, maybe a, a two-minute video per day yep. for what you want to, what, what the challenge for that day is, mm -hmm. and checking up the, the responses that the challenge participants make to that video that you post. Yeah, and then giving them some valuable feedback. But then, you know, that's where you pull in the group too. They want to get feedback from everybody else. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the really nice things about, one of the reasons people will happily participate in a challenge in a group as opposed to a page or anything else is that it's such a closed environment and it's a really safe place to let it all out mm -hmm. as opposed to doing it on your business page where anybody can see it. Um, if it's something like video, for example, that scares people, a group is such a safe place for them to do that and that's something I talk about a lot within, in the lead up to it is that, hey, the only people who are going to see this video are the people already in your group and you already kind of know them anyway because you guys have been chatting in the group and stuff. So you don't need to be concerned that it's going to get out there in Facebook land and everyone else is going to see it. You can make all of your mistakes here mm -hmm. and bear your soul with us, you know, so to speak. And it's just a really safe place to do it. And that's what attracts a lot of people. So, yeah. Okay. So it sounds like, um, yeah, everybody who's listening here is probably going to rush out and start a Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's plenty of room, you know, what did they, I read the other day, there's uh, 500 million Facebook business pages there's only 7 million groups so far. So there's a lot of room for groups. Wow. Wow. And how many, have you noticed a trend uh, in how many members a group actually needs to, before it actually is uh, useful or? Uh... Yeah, look, it doesn't have to be big. I mean, I don't know if I've just been lucky, but I'll tell you, I sort of can only base this on my group so far. You know, ours was very useful and engaging from only about 20 members onwards. So you don't need a massive group to start getting a lot of really good use out of it and, and a lot of value for the people who are in the group. Yeah. Um, it's really up to you sort of how encouraging you are in terms of um, posting things that will engage people or just um, another tip I have is that anytime anyone posts something, I don't, I don't obsessively go in right after they post it and answer them, but once a day, at the end of the day, I'll go into my group, see what's happened that day and it's all in your notifications, you know, Facebook will tell you everything that's happened and I just make sure to either like or respond or whatever, just acknowledge somehow that they've communicated and added something to that group. So you really don't need to spend more than about 15 or 20 minutes a day in your group. It's not going to take up hours of your time unless you're running a challenge, in which case, yes, it's a bit more labour intensive during those times. But on the whole, 15 to 20 minutes a day is all you really should probably be looking to spend in your group. Oh, that's good. I know that was one of the questions that we had from um, one of the people in my group who were looking forward to this interview today. <laughs> because it's scary. You say group and people think, oh, I don't have time. I've already got so much on my plate. I can't do it. But it's not massively time consuming unless you want it to be. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, that has been just um, a 
pot full of gold, actually. <laughs> oh, good. So much. Um, if there was one thing you'd like um, the coach listeners to take away from, from our, our interview today, what, what would you like that to be? Um, I thought a lot about this, actually. I figured you'd ask me a question like that. I think specifically because everyone listening is a coach, you know, as coaches, we ask our clients to get out of their own way by getting out of their comfort zone. So I think we need to take our own advice. If this is something that scares you, it's a really good reason to do it. Specifically <laughs> videos, specifically groups. If those two things are something that when I say them, you go, oh, that's the exact reason why you should do this. So we should follow our own advice. We're always asking our clients to get out of their own way and get out of their comfort zone. That's what we need to do too. All right. Excellent um, point to leave everyone with. And if somebody wants to um, learn more about your work or uh, I think possibly get onto your group and get into that Facebook Live Challenge, um, where do they need to go? Um, they just need to pop over to the Bossy Girls Social Club on Facebook. So just search for that group and request to join. I'll approve you straight away and I will make sure I welcome you. And uh, yeah, we have a challenge starting on the 3rd of October. So definitely a good time to jump in now and by the end of the five-day challenge trust me you will be so unconcerned about video you'll wonder why you ever were worried in the first place so hope to see you in the group that is perfect okay thank you so much michelle for being on the show today this has been a fabulous interview it was a great interview my pleasure thank you so much and thank you listeners as always and please go over to itunes and make sure to like Coach Pep Talk. Uh, have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.